Hello and welcome to the latest episode of On Screen with Brett and Ryan. Hello Ryan. Hello. And today we will be talking about the film Love Wedding Repeat. Uh, before we get into that though, we're going to do some ratings from the first episode, aren't we Ryan? Yeah, we've got quite a lot of like a lot of stuff to do before we get to Love Wedding Repeat. Yeah, how many things have we got to do to be fair? Is it like two, three things? A couple. Yeah. And, you know, saves us talking about the film for longer, doesn't it? There we so... go. Yeah, there we go. I'm not sure why we're even going to call this episode Love Wedding Repeat. I mean... Oh, there'll be other <laughs> names in the in the title. <laughs> no swearing, Ryan. We don't want to get into trouble. Try my hardest. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah, so... Someone asked to um, if we could give our Ocean's Eleven ratings using the rating system we introduced in the Ladybird episode. Hmm. So we're just going to quickly run through that. So acting, what did you give it out of 10? Uh, I gave it 8.5 out of 10. 8.5? We're doing 0.5s, are we, bro? Oh, it's, uh, I'll round up to 9. Uh, <laughs> round it up to 9? Well, it's, cl- it's close. <sighs> Matt, it's it's cl- 9's fine. 9's it's fine. closer to a... N- I wasn't sure on the acting either between eight or nine, so I went for an eight point five. But clearly, okay. someone's someone's not happy Look, with that. <laughs> eight point point okay, five okay. just ruins the system, doesn't it? It does. I'm sorry, Ryan. Let's just uh, let's gloss over that. Uh, so what, what are you going nine? I'm going nine. Yeah, strong nine. I gave it a seven for acting. Oh, okay. Uh, writing. Writing eight. Eight. I yeah. also gave it an eight. Uh, directing. Uh, eight. I also gave it an eight. Uh, rewatchability. Oh, definitely a nine. I also gave it a nine. Oh, there we go. Uh, and then the overall, like the rating out of ten for the film. Uh, I would say a strong 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7, but a strong 7. A strong 7, okay. Right, I'm going to add these up. Does that... Yeah. So, what what films have you been watching this week, whilst I add these scores <laughs> on? Uh, I haven't had any a chance to watch any films, but I've been watching a bit of TV and stuff. I've been watching Series 2 of Hannibal. Ooh. getting quite into that again because I watched the first series and then sort of forgot about it and I got back to it well that's pretty much the only thing I think I've had time to watch this week but yeah how about you Ryan hey. oh, I've I counted how many films I've watched since we last recorded okay go for and it 11 11 yeah shall I run through them as I've been making a note of them go for it yeah so I've got some that have boosted the the stats, so to speak. <laughs> Obviously, last week I mentioned I'd watched one through four of Harry Potter. Yeah. And I is, finished... is this a mainly Harry Potter list, by the way? Uh, no. Okay. I think four films are Harry Potter and one is and uh, related. So okay. obviously I've got Harry Potter five through eight. Okay. And then also Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, which oh. is 
still a mess. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't think it was going to improve. Yeah. I remember watching it, not in the cinema, but like um, at home. And I think I got about halfway through it and decided to uh, give up, which I don't usually do with films. I saw it at the cinema. And... I paid Did you? For it. You yeah. paid for it? Oh. I know. <laughs> How much do you wish you got a refund for that? Um, well, it wasn't the worst film I've ever seen. No. But it was just a mess. Yeah. Speaking of uh, worst films we've ever seen, that's coming oh, up in the next yeah, that segment. Is coming up. That is coming yeah. up. Given that tease there. Right. And then the other six films I've watched. I watched The Favourite. Yeah. Uh, the Prestige, which uh, rec- I think it must have recently got put on Prime because I didn't notice it before. And then as yeah. soon as I noticed it, I was like, yes, please. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, Long Shot. The Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron rom-com. All right. Yeah. That's actually surprisingly good. Yeah. I would you recommend it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. And then I watched uh, Old Man and the Gun, which I mm. bloody loved. Oh, I loved it <laughs> so much. It was just constant joy the entire time. That was ro- technically, it was the film Robert Redford announced would be his last then i mm. think he had a brief cameo in endgame so technically mm. that's his last film but it's his last like proper leading role apparently yeah. apparently and apparently. then uh, argo which oh yeah hadn't seen since it came out mm. and it's bloody great still and then last night I watched First Man, the Chazelle, uh, Neil Armstrong biopic, which is very strong, very underrated film, I think. Mm. And then also quickly TV wise. Yeah. Uh, staged. Yeah. Um, I've watched, actually, no. I knew, I actually forgot about Staged because I've watched that as well. Yeah. So what did you think, first of all? Oh, I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it's like I'm a big Michael Sheen fan, and obviously yeah. David Tennant's great. Yeah. But like between 15 minutes and 20 minutes an episode, yeah. and it's just it was great. And then the guest stars, not to spoil anything, are really good. Yeah. And it's on iPlayer. Do do check it out. I right. I saw. I totally agree with that. It is very, very strong. Probably one of the best sort of um, lockdown-made TV shows. Mm, for sure. Right, so quickly, Ocean's Eleven gets a score out of 100. 81. Oh. Well, that goes into into first place of two. Well, soon to be three, but <laughs> currently of two. Because I think I gave it 39 out of 50, and Brett gave it 42 out of 50. Yeah, so I think that's about right. Strong ratings. Jump, yeah. Jumps into first place. I think Ooh. by two points. I think Ladybird got 79. But yeah, if you want to listen to our Ocean's Eleven episode, then feel free to go back. And right, so the next thing... We asked on Instagram, which we have as a podcast now, at OnScreenPod on Instagram, if you wish to follow us. 
we asked sort of the worst films people had seen and we got quite a few responses yeah so my friend antonio said uh the live action version of avatar the last airbender which i've not seen but i've heard is terrible and he said it's because it diverged too much from the animation yeah uh my friend ollie said the little stranger which is a book we both studied in English literature at college and then they made a film of it and it's directed by the guy who directed nor- the first six episodes of Normal People mm. and Room. And Room, then, is in, Room is in the uh, Brie Larson film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. And then Steve said A Cure for Wellness. He said his reasoning was two and a half hours of drawn out story and a bad incest rape scene as opposed to a good incest rape <laughs> scene or... and then I mean, yeah. <laughs> Matt said the rise of Skywalker is up there is it? I, mean... oh, I don't know, it is bad it is bad yeah. in my opinion I don't but think I... it's like Attack of the Clones bad or Phantom Menace mm-hmm. bad though no, I guess not, but it is a massive mess of a film. <laughs> so have you got yours? Yeah, so um, speaking of Last Airbender, actually, uh, my friend Danica, she sent in quite a long uh, paragraph on mm-hmm. why The Last Airbender is uh, awful. So if I'm allowed to read it out, I will. Yeah. There's eight points. There's eight points here. Oh my god. Hang on. So number one, whitewashing of an entire Asian cast as Avatar is purely based off Asian nations and, and culture. Mm. Two, minis- mispronunciations of names. Three, complete change of the storyline, which was in, an integral part of the story. Mm. Four, complete disregard of law in regard to element bending and the fighting style they're based off of, making it look like they were just dancing. I haven't seen the film, but I'm guessing. Like, it just doesn't sound good, does it? No. I know M. Night Shyamalan directed it, I think. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think, think Pete... Dev Patel is in it, I think. Dev Patel is in it. From knowledge, I think so. He's a good but actor. I, I could be wrong, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, five, trying to fit three seasons into one movie. Six, abysmal CGI. Seven, downplaying bending abilities to the extreme, and eight, fighting is extremely slow paced. And I think that's eight good reasons not to watch it. Yeah. And she didn't cover Antonio's reason, which was diverged too much from the animation. So, yeah. We've got rounded points. Uh, I have two others, actually. Oh. Um, John sends in uh, the Fast and the Furious series. He thinks that he thinks that's awful. I mean, he's not wrong. They're awful. <laughs> yeah. I I think the first one's fine. Uh, I mean, and I also I I think they're not. I think probably after the third one onwards, they're not. They're fully aware it's not good. Yeah. And it's purely spectacle but yeah. no it's a fair it's a fair enough shout they are yeah. very bad yeah i'm not saying they're good films but i think mm. 
from five, I think it's five or six onwards when they bring in Dwayne Johnson, and I think it gets like actually sort of entertaining. You know really? what I mean? Yeah, because it's just daft, isn't it? Like I can yeah, sort of sit and watch that's, it, that's, but it is it's sort of a that's what I mean. It's entertainment more than yeah. sort of story. I, guess. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it like as a serious piece of cinema or anything. Obviously <laughs> not. I mean, but like if you just want to switch your brain off, I think that's sort of like a yeah fair enough sort of thing. But uh, and I've got my last one is from Sam. Mm. He says uh, Pan, as in the 2015 Peter Pan reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think everyone tried to forget about it. But, um, Is that the one with Hugh Jackman? Yeah, as um, oh, Captain Hook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, it's an adaption of the classic Peter Pan story, and I left the cinema incredibly angry. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more, Sam. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you got an answer for that question? What What's the one of the worst films I've ever seen? Yeah. I'd have to go with Suicide Squad. Ooh. Because, okay. yeah. I mean, I know there's some people out there who like it, but, oh, my God, it's just atrocious. Like, it's so boring. And it's so, like jittery in the editing and there's not like proper characters or anything I, I could go on for an hour and like why I don't like it but I'm not going to but I guess that's why they're making a diff- another one with James Gunn re- yeah like a re- I'm actually looking forward to that because it actually sounds quite it good be all right I guess I'm a bit yeah. skeptical but it, James yeah. Gunn's fair enough and he's good he makes good films yeah. My answer is Happy Feet, the worst film of all time. <laughs> I hate it. And and this isn't a recent discovery. Like, I didn't watch it when I was sixteen and go, Oh, this is a this kid's film's awful. I watched it I went to see it at the cinema when I was eight years old or seven, seven or eight. Yeah. And I left the cinema. Well actually, you know how when you're a kid you go to the cinema yeah. and any film you see is the best film of all time. Yeah. Purely because you've just seen it at the cinema. Yeah. I walked out and I was fuming. <laughs> little little eight year old me was so angry. Oh he was the last of oh it was rubbish. I, oh, I hated it. <laughs> and my mum was just like, No, it was fine. And I was like, No, it was the worst film I've ever seen. And it's maintained that status to present day. And they yeah. made Brett, they made a sequel. They I made was... a sequel to the worst film ever made. They went, yeah, do you know what we'll do? We'll make another one. Get away from me. I haven't seen Happy Feet 2. I'm guessing you haven't. Neither, neither um, have I. Maybe we should cover it one day just to... Um, no, I can't just for, entertain- just for entertainment purposes, really. I mean, The film for this episode was painful enough. <laughs> Yeah, Happy Feet would be my answer. And it won the best animated feature at the Oscars. Who was it against? I mean, there was only two other nominees. The other one was Cars. Oh, well. Monster House was the other one, I think. Right. But, yeah. Justice for Cars, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Justice for Cars. Get that trending, people. Um, I have a question for you. Hit me. I mean, not literally, but, you know. Um, doing this yep. over Skype. 
Um, <laughs> who would you want to play you in a film about your life? Say that they decided to make a film about you in an alternate reality. Who would you want to play you in that film? Oh, um, see, that's a tricky one because there's so many actors I would think of, but hmm. I'd go with. Oh, who who do you know the TV show The End of the Effing World? Yeah. Do you know the main guy in it? I can't remember his name know, off the top of my head. I, I know who you mean. Um, I'm just sort of thinking of people who may look a little bit like me, but I'm not they sure. They don't have to look anything like you. Oh, it's just know. Okay. someone right. you'd want to play you. Oh, or like classic option will be like Brad Pitt or something, but that's in what? my elder years. You yeah. Know. But you know, like you know. Yeah. When hopefully my books have improved with age. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to look like Brad Pitt when you're older. I mean, fingers confirm. crossed. <laughs> confirm. Not confirming anything. <laughs> Neither I or my plastic surgeon will. But yeah, go on. What, what's your pick? Ah, uh, mine. I genuinely, when I thought of this, this yeah. is the first name that popped into my head, like within seconds, and it might be a bit out there. But Florence Pugh. Oh, great show! And I know what people are thinking, <laughs> but but Ryan, you're technically a man. Like, yes, I am. However, Florence Pugh could do anything. Give her that any role, true. she'll smash it. And also, if you want to use that argument, then I will chuck back to you, Kate Blanchett playing Bob Dylan. So. Mm. And she was bloody great in that film. Do you do you remember? Have you seen the film uh, re, the remake of Suspiria? Oh, with is it Tilda Swinton? Yeah, where as, she um, a man. I yeah, think. she plays spoilers for Suspiria, by the way. But um, uh, she plays like this psychology. She plays like a different character as well in the film, to yeah. recollection. But she also plays this old sort of psychiatrist man, but she's under like layers of makeup. You don't know it's her. Yeah. Completely fooled me when I watched it. But then I really, I found out afterwards it was her. Yeah. So, you know, she can do anything as well. Exactly. Yeah. And Florence Pugh's just great. Like who wouldn't want Florence Pugh to... She's, oh, she's blonde. Fantastic. I'm yeah. blonde. Doesn't even have to dye her hair for it. Yeah, she could just rock up and just, you know... Rock up? I mean, <laughs> we pretty we've got pretty similar voices to be fair accents so just rock up do some lines about how sad you are leave <laughs> sorted oscar in the bag for florence Pugh. Yeah. done see you later damn oh my right. god it's like uncanny exactly yeah you're going out with zach Braff as well aren't you yeah <laughs> right we should move on to the film we've put it off long enough yeah i'll be honest i don't have a lot to say about it okay i was it positively that is yeah so we this this week's film is love wedding repeat which is a a rom-com that came out on netflix 
couple of months ago, I think. And it stars yeah. Sam Claflin, Olivia Munn, Joel Fry, Tim Key, Ashling B, uh, Frida Pinto, Alan Mustafa, and I think Eleanor Tomlinson as well. And it's a sort of... Uh, so they're at a wedding, if you couldn't tell from the title. And there's some sort of time resetting involved. So That's different, different versions of the same day play out and i mean we'll get to that in the minute we're going to start with acting because i think this is the one saving grace of the film and i think uh there's nothing wrong with the acting from what i could tell i think there are a few good performances in there i think joel fry was really good uh, Tim Key is Tim Key, so he was great. And then I thought Ashlyn B was good as well. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree the acting is definitely the best part. Or We'll cover the other aspects of the film, which aren't as good. But um, I think Ashlyn B has some really great funny lines. Yeah. I laughed a few times from what she said. Uh, Joel Fry is really good. He's got a very good sort of... Um, Comic, good comic timing. Uh, Tim Key, I thought, was not as well used as he could have been in this film. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he was slightly wasted. And he played sort of... Um, do you know, like, these sort of wedding films? And there's, like, always sort of the bit of a nutty sort of... Yeah. Guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He I... was sort of fitting into that stereotype, if you understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... It... It's very, especially in the first hour, it's very cliche dependent. Definitely, film. yeah. It's and very can... typical. It's sort of like a. There are at times it feels sort of like a, a modern four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. But just not as good. Yeah. Really. And also, um, can we talk about Chaz, who I absolutely hate? <laughs> Yeah, so played he's, by Alan Mustafa from yeah. People Just Do Nothing. Uh, yeah, his character... Oh, I, I'm, I've got a lot on his character in the writing. But yeah, I get what you mean. I just... The, the, the characters were sort of difficult to root for, I think. Yeah, I mean, especially like um, with the whole spiking of the drinks and stuff and everything yeah. else like how am i how are you supposed to get behind these sort of yeah characters do you know what i mean i i completely agree i just i was watching it and i was just oh none of them are particularly i think the only like two all right characters are played by joel fry and ashling b yeah but yeah, it feels like every character is a cliche type character that you would see in pretty much every wedding-based comedy throughout the history of cinema. And I feel like it does a worse version of those cliches than any other film of its kind. Pretty much, yeah. And I think 
they didn't have I, th- I felt genuinely felt bad for some of the actors I feel like they didn't have a lot to work with in terms of script I was a bit like you don't really have a lot of room to grow as a character but yeah the acting was one of the few saving graces I think yeah and also I think you mentioned Ashley B being funny, which I agree with. But some of her best material was in the credits. I was like, I think... why have they left some of her funniest lines in the credits? Mm. I was like, if that's the finished film, I'm confident some of those scenes could have made it in, in place of some other things. Mm. But yeah. I just, for some reason, some of her best lines were cut. I don't know why, but yeah, right. Out of ten for acting. I would go for a four. Ooh, I gave it a five. I was, Ooh, I, felt, yeah. I felt generous. Is that a low five or a high five? Oh, it's a low five. Yeah, pardon the pun, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I thought a five is fair, as they're trying their best. And I do think it is a group of genuinely talented actors. Mm. But they just happen to be really good in other things. Yeah. Can I can I offer like a not conspiracy theory, but like a theory as to why they signed up for this film? To go on holiday. Pretty much to have a nice sort of holiday in Italy. Yeah. I reckon that's <laughs> that's pretty much it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Imagine like Netflix coming to you with like uh, this script and it's like right. Two weeks in Italy, all expenses paid. Exactly. Bam. You're in. You get to hang around some genuinely talented people. Yeah. You just go on holiday, and it mm. did. It does. If the movie does feel quite like that at times, as in yeah. it's just a holiday for some of them. Yeah. Right, we'll move on to writing, as I okay. think it's probably my biggest problem with mm. the film. And my main problem, I've said this to you already because I couldn't hold it in. (laughs) The film is called Love, Wedding, Repeat. And there's just very few instances of repeat. It's the selling point of the film and it gets used once. It gets used as a montage and then it, there's another set of extended sort of circumstances. And I was like, it's called repeat. Repeat stuff. Don't just, oh, yeah, love wedding repeat. Uh, more like love wedding will repeat occasionally. Like, it's the selling point for the film. And it just, oh. And also, it build, the film builds up for so long. It's a, an hour and 40 minute film and the repeat part comes an hour into it. And that's not even exaggerated. An hour into the film. So for, for the majority of the film, it's just a wedding comedy. There's no hook. And I was like, well, we didn't sign up for this, to be honest. And I just... And then when it is, when the repeat gimmick, if you want to call it that, is used. Oh, yeah. Quick montage. 
well, that's not what I signed up for either. And then it's like, oh, no, here's a different set of circumstances, which becomes the ending of the film. I'm just like, that's not, you had, it's a cool concept. I, I'll give them that. It's a cool concept, like, used so poorly, so poorly. But, yeah, I think I should calm down for my health. <laughs> what What do you think? Uh, right, while Ryan checks his blood pressure, I'm going to, um, yeah, I think the writing's really weak on this, to be fair. I feel like, do you remember me saying the funny lines earlier? Mm. From like Ashling B and uh, Joel Fry. I feel like some of that was probably improvised and probably not from the script. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's quite weak. And especially what you said about the, the time travel, not even time travel element. Like these alternate, is it alternate sort of? Uh, um, I guess so. But it's not really sort of repeating, is it? No, that's the thing. It's, yeah. It's just sort of. Oh, just I don't know, Brett. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just very silly to be honest. I mean, for the first hour, it's pretty much the, a normal sort of um, traditional wedding sort of uh, yeah. rom com, and then I think it genuinely would have been fine if that was the yeah. whole film, and there was some like shenanigans that happened. Shenanigans. <laughs> I think that would have been. I, I don't think it would have been good, but I think it would have been fine. Yeah. Whereas this see... whole sort of like, mm. it's the whole point of the film. It's in the title, the repeat, and it's just mm. awful. Oh. It seems very gimmicky. Mm. Just to sort of draw up like, oh, this is a bit different to all these other wedding rom-coms you've seen because it's repeating, but it doesn't even repeat really. Yeah. And then the thing is, I feel like that was probably just sort of a change they made part way through filming it i feel like it is because it only lasts about five minutes yeah and it's an hour into the film yeah and i feel like that's a that screams to me like a very sort of a late change if it's not i'll be baffled to why yeah like but yeah that i think writing wise it's very weak yeah and also how many how many dick jokes are there in the film like I lost count after a while. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Definitely into double figures. Definitely over. Could have reached triple if I'm honest. Could... <laughs> it's just, it, that is, you mentioned Chaz earlier. Is that all yeah. his character is? Is dick jokes. Yeah. I don't think that's the fault of the actor. I think it's just the writing's awful. And another thing that bugged me quickly is the yeah the repeat it's sort of there's no explanation for it mm. so in films that use similar devices there's an explore an explanation for why things like a time loop in groundhog day mm. so it's not a time loop it's just different realities i guess it's just not explained. It happens for no reason. I was so confused. Also, can I mention, the title of Wedding Repeat reminded me of another film. Oh. Which is the Live, Die, Repeat, the Tom Cruise film. Edge which of I Tomorrow. Remember. Yeah, it got renamed after Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Emily Blunt. 
yeah which i think is like a yeah really underrated film it's really fantastic hopefully i can talk about it one day but yeah and also uses the device well doesn't waste it and it's explained pretty much in the first half hour what's happening exactly yeah I mean, go go watch Live Diary. Don't go watch yeah. Wedding Wednesday, for God's sake. God. Right. Out of ten. Uh, three. Three for writing. Okay, I gave it a two. Oh, right. I I had three initially, and then talking yeah. about it now, I was like, no, it's worthy of a two at best. Direct directing sort of similar issues. It's written and directed by the same person. Mm. It's just a lot of my issues with sort of the writing can also be sort of put in this category. I think the pacing is mm. horrible. It's oh, absolutely. It's, it's slow. Like we've mentioned, I've mentioned it about five times now, but the repeat part comes sort of over halfway in to the film like did we need the first all of the first hour some of it just didn't add anything i'm just like come on man just speed it up it's i think it's a damning indictment of a film that an hour and 40 minute film can feel like it's three hours long as that's what it felt like for me (laughs) And then there was one shot, which was just a shot of the bar. And then it cut. So it was like there was a conversation, just a shot of the bar, and then back to the conversation. I was like, what's he done that for? What what does that serve? Nothing. Pointless. Stupid. Stupid. Do Do you have anything... Uh, yeah, I think directing-wise, it's if we're talking about pacing, it's very sort of uh, slow. Yeah. Definitely, like it moves at a snail's pace, just like these really sort of like different scenes that feel like they drag on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about how the film was actually directed, I think it looks it looks all right. Yeah. It doesn't look like a film, like you'd go watch in the cinema, but it looks about TV sort of level. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I it looks it. like a reasonably filmed TV drama or something, but it doesn't look like it should be up on the big screen. I suppose that's why it's on Netflix, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Netflix have made some good films and a lot of bad films, but you know, it doesn't look like a proper film. It's just sort of acceptable, I'd say. Yeah. And the thing is, they're in a nice location, so that does a lot of he- the heavy lifting, I think. Yeah, that's as well. a thing I had for this bit. And I was like, the cinematography is great at times. Mm. And the location's beautiful. But I don't think that's enough to carry the film. <laughs> no. It tries its best, but no. Mm. Do you know what else this uh, the director has written or directed, by the way? Uh, he did um, Death at a Funeral, didn't he? What, the remake or the both. original one? Oh, both. Because oh. the UK version was brilliant. I love mm. that. And then the US one was... Mm, 
Yeah. And he's done, he's directed, uh, I think he wrote Death at Funeral. I think this was his first um, big directing job. I think he'd done a couple of shorts. Mm. And he wrote, I think he wrote a film with um, Rupert Grint and Ron Perlman. I can't remember the name of it for the life ah. of me. It's about, um, uh, I think it's about a CIA, a CIA agent, and it's it's about staging the moon landing or something. Mm. And yeah, I haven't seen it. I can't. But I know it has Rupert Grint, Ron Perlman, and the guy who played Nathan in Misfits, mm. Robert Sheehan, I think. But yeah, he's he wrote Death at a Funeral both versions and i was like the uk version was great i thought but yeah this oh, what what would you give it out of 10 for directing um i would give it a six i'd say because it it looks all right you know it mm. it's presentable and i suppose the locations help a lot but it looks nice you know i gave it a three a three? Oh, really? I did have four, and then literally the same as writing. When I talk yeah. about it, I'm like, no, doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Right, rewatchability. Uh, Would you want to watch this again? I mean, no. Just because watching it once was enough, really. I mean, I've got, I've got all I want from it. I thought there was a couple of good laughs. Yeah. I don't think it's one I'd want to rewatch. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many other films out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I'm what? probably the only person who's seen this film more than once. So, it, it was worse the second time. Just the first time, it was okay. Like, it was bad the first time, but the second time, you really notice the yeah how bad the cracks. It is. Yeah. Which is, I think, why my scores are lower <laughs> than yeah. yours. So what would you give it a 10 for rewatchability? Uh, probably about a 2. Yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. So out of out of 10, as a uh, the whole package of the film, what would you give it and your general thoughts? Um, i give it probably about a 4. I yeah. feel like... There's a couple of good laughs in there. It's reasonably well shot. Um, it does drag a bit, but I think there's probably worse films to spend, what is it, an hour and a half with? Hour and 40. Sorry, hour 40. For some well, reason. Not including credits, probably hour 35 or something, but you know. I think there's probably worse films to watch. I mean, watch it once, don't watch it again. But Yeah, don't do what I did. <laughs> Although I blame, you... I blame this podcast for for me watching it again. Yeah, I mean, you should blame people who voted. Yeah, true. Although we don't want to do that because we want listeners. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gave it a four as well. I think general thoughts, it's... I think the cast try their best. I'm, I'm sort of conscious of being too negative. Wait, you? Too negative? I know. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing that those words have just come out of my mouth in this. But I think I think the cast do genuinely try to elevate the film. And like I said, it has 
nice cinematography. It's shot in a lovely location. There are some genuinely amusing moments. But I think ultimately the writing lets it down. The fact it takes an hour to get to the entire selling point of the film is just a baffling decision. And I think if you want to watch a rom-com which has sort of time travel elements, then just watch About Time. I agree with that. That's a mate. That's an amazing film. Yeah. Solid film. Much better than this. And actually very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So scores wise, out of fifty, I gave it sixteen. Mm. And you gave it nineteen. Uh, so out of a hundred, thirty-five, which I think says everything, to be honest. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's it equivalent. Sl- slots into third place out of three in our ratings. Yeah. But yeah, awful. <laughs> Just, awful. <laughs> Just awful. Any other words you want to use apart um, from? Awful. Uh, oh, there are a lot of words I could use. We, we uh, got time. Get your thesaurus, mate. <laughs> no, I don't think they're podcast friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So that is the end of the film. Of the face off. Yep. <laughs> oh, I mean, I watched it yesterday. It does feel like it's just ended. Is it repeating on you? Oh, only an hour into the film, Brett. Yeah, I remember, mate. I remember. I watched it with my own eyes. God, yeah. you've not seen it twice, though. You, you've no. not been through what I've been through. You've been to hell and back. I have. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening, everyone. I think we covered quite a lot in that episode. Yeah, I mean, how long have we been going now? Uh, about 40 minutes, roughly. Oh, very nice, yeah. This is probably the longest one we've done, then. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. sort of the free therapy <laughs> session that Love Wedding Repeat gave me. <laughs> I, I worked through a lot of film of things. I feel like you did as well, yeah. Yeah. So follow us on social media uh, at OnScreenPod on Instagram and OnScreen with Brett and Ryan on Facebook. And then our personal Twitter and Instagram will be in the description. We're, we're going to start doing polls on there for the films we talk about so if you want to get involved then feel free yeah and that's about it oh yeah my my the next bonus episode which is my choice will be out in a couple of days so yeah thank you and goodbye goodbye